Hello and welcome to a very special podcast series where we have decided to pick a New South Wales Cup team of the decade. We don't really have a name yet, we just sort of, uh, this is our first pod, we're just rolling as we see it. So we've decided to look back through the years to see which players deserve a spot in the team of the decade for the New South Wales Cup, Canary Cup, Intra Super Premiership, whatever you want to call it. I'm drawn by two very special guests. The first is Terry Liberopoulos, the editor of Rugby League Review and long-time New South Wales Cup man. We've, myself and Terry, have worked many years dealing with the New South Wales Cup. Uh, Terry, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Mate, I'm not too bad. My next guest is joining joining Terry is Steve Russo, a former Rugby League Week journalist, now part of the Newtown Jets media team, looks after all their social. Thanks for joining Steve, how's things? Yeah, not bad, mate. Just uh, living a life in uh, self-isolation. Yeah. Doesn't get any better. <laughs> How is things in uh, self-iso, guys? Uh, from my perspective, it's all right. Uh, still just, uh, I'm uh, recently retrenched, but I've just got taken some time out to do a bit of studying and stuff like that, helping out the Jets. But uh, yeah, it could be a lot worse. I'm in a pretty lucky position at the moment, so I'm not gonna. I'm not too, too stroppy about it. What about you, Terry? Yep. I'm still working with Rugby League Review. That's still going. It's um, all systems go as long as the distributors and the printers are open. I'm open. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, just, it's uh, business as usual. Yeah. The good thing I like about your magazine, Terry, is it's not just all NRL. You get everything. I know it's going to be a bit harder this year to fill pages with some of those other comps not happening, but there's a it's a full sort of coverage of everything Rugby League, not just the NRL. Another thing, quickly. Greece into the World Cup, is that official? Like, I'm sure I saw that. Greece are playing in 2021. Yeah, 2021, Greece is in. Uh, beat beat Serbia 82-6 to, to get through. That, that was a lot, um, you know, the 15th spot. Um, Cook Islands took the other one. Um, very happy. We've been going for nearly 20 years, and the aim was to get into the World Cup. So now we were playing in the same group as England. So who knows, you know, like Greece versus England. Look, of course, you know, England's going to be favourites, but it's just going to be—it's just great for the game of rugby league in Greece. People that people that have been uh, have organised rugby league for the last seven, eight years—it's a reward for them. And you will see some Greek players in our squad playing in the World Cup. That's awesome. Just going back, is, is the mighty Billy Magulius playing? I know he's not strictly a Greek player, but will he will be lighting up for the Greeks in 2021? He played against Scotland and the Serbia game. He came over and played for that game um, for us. So he's played three times for Greece, and he's very, very proud Greek or proud Greek Australian. And he'll be, he'll definitely be there, um, bearing any injury. He'll be playing for for Greece. But like I said, the domestic scene, we're probably going to have a, a few players from there. Well, we definitely will have some few players from their local competition, uh, which you know, just only a few short years ago, you wouldn't have imagined someone just playing, you know. Park footy down the road in, in Athens, going to be playing on the world stage. Up against England, who probably you're every shot to beat because they're no good. Don't worry about them. My, but knowing how hard it is and being around those, not you're not lower tiers, probably not the way, but the second tier nations, it's a big congratulations to everyone involved in that because you know how hard it is putting those things together, getting blokes all around the world to organise to play those games. But enough on the international scene. Let's dive straight first into the New South Wales Cup team of the decade we're going to go through and look through the team of the years for the last from 2010 onwards but first we need to come to an agreement or at least start talking about what format it's going to do what who do we pick what's the criteria do we do we have just a pure new south wales cup team of the decade of blokes who are what we used to call back in the day cup men so you know your 
your Jared Farlows, your your Mitch Williams, who never made that jump, but have, have made a massive contribution to this that level of football. Do we have a do we have a New South Wales Cup deck, team of decade like that, or, and we have a, a, a New South Wales Cup graduates where you, you know you're talking the guys that have played a good whack of time in the New South Wales Cup, like your Damien Cooks, who's now the Australian hooker, you know your Chad Townsends, the Marty Tapaus is an international forward. You know what what are your thoughts on that, Terry? I think, um, look, they've got to make an impact on New South Wales Cup. Whether they, they went on to play NRL, it doesn't matter. As long as they made a big impact in the New South Wales Cup, they can't just come in there and, in my opinion, played, say, half a season in the New South Wales Cup, had a great season, probably made the team of the year, and that's it. They went straight to first grade and they've remained in the NRL ever since. As long as they had an impact, whether they just were only New South Wales Cup players or they went on to become internationals, I think... Mostly, we're talking about the New South Wales Cup, so they have to have a, an impact on the competition. Your thoughts, Steve? Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with Terry here, dearly. It'd be somebody, I'm fine with them being NRL graduates, but if they're NRL graduates and they've gone on to play first grade, they better have better have had a pretty decent spell in, in New South Wales Cup and learn to play against men as the old adage goes. Okay, all right, I'm happy with that. So maybe we, we put a... After we publish this episode, we put it online on YouTube and, and, and all the podcast networks. We'll, we'll have an article up and people, and there's uh, there's actually a link. There'll be a link in the description of this video and, and on the podcast that you can send us voice messages to voice your opinion, and we're happy to take those opinions. But we'll start our look at the teams of the year, so the 2010 team of the year. We'll start with the, the grand final. The Bulldogs 24 defeated Windsor 12. So the Dogs finished first, Windsor finished fourth. Um... You know, Scott Porter of Cronulla narrowly pips Dave Gow for Player of the Year. Um, you know, the, 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 looking back at that Bulldog side, they were very, very, very hot side, Steve. Yeah, like just looking at some of the names here that have gone on to uh, play first grade or even in that team of the year. I mean, looking through there, Josh Reynolds, even on the bench. And we know that he's gone on to be a state of origin winning uh, 5'8", alongside another man who had a... A bit of a stint New South Wales Cup in uh, Trent Hodkinson. I know he's not in that team, but yeah, there's there. Are, that was a a pretty good bulldog side. I think uh, Corey Payne was in that side as well. The uh, former Payne. Bulldogs, the former Bulldogs chief executive. Yeah, I'll, I'll read through their team just before I get to you, Terry. So at fullback was Michael Lett from the Shell Harbour Dragons. On one wing was Kevin Nagama from the Central Coast Centurions. On the one centre was Two Maori from the Jets. Another centre, Jamie Simpson from the Bears. Reese Pritchard on the wing from the Magpies. Gareth Witter, performer, as current England international, from the Storm was at 5'8". Peter Godinay, one of the great New South Wales Cup halfbacks and one of my favourite players of all time in the New South Wales Cup, uh, was the halfback. David Gower, another player of mine who's one of my favourites, was at the prop. Anthony Mitchell, Jesse Bromwich, the other front rowers. In the back row was Math, Matty Ryan from Bowman Wright Eastwood, Daniel Harrison from the Bulldogs, Jared Farlow from uh, Bowman Wright Eastwood, who was the captain. And on the bench was Josh Reynolds, Daniel Rakava, Tim Brown and Joel Edwards with an 18th man being Lanson Judo. So pretty, pretty hot year. I, I remember doing the residence that year and I think we had Justin O'Neill who went on to play for Queensland, Gareth Widdop who's an international, Jesse Bromwich is an international um, Kevin DeGuam is international in his own right. So it was a pretty stacked year for New South Wales Cup. Of course, this was in the midst of the, the Holden Cup years, which was interesting to some of those guys. Gareth would have been pretty young back then in 2010. I, I don't know his age right now, but he would have been very young. I reckon he'd be 21, Chris. He, he would have been 21? 21? Okay. Yeah, yeah. so 
Um, you know, those guys coming fresh out of that that uh, that year. Tez, what do you what do you think about the team? Anyone stands out for you that you know you think's an automatic selection in our team of the decade already? Well, the one that was always that reminded me was David Gower. He, you know, week in, week out, he was like a you know the typical New South Wales Cup player, playing hard, and you used to always go, "Is he going to get a chance in in, in the NRL?" And you will get one game here, one game there before he finally he became a regular NRL player. And this was hard footy. This is you know New South Wales Cup. People got to remember 2010, 11, uh, even from 2008, a lot of the teams didn't really disregard New South Wales Cup. They went straight from the Holden Cup pick players from there and put them straight into first grade. Yep. Uh, and a lot of a lot of them, they weren't picking them in the New South Wales Cup. Then they slowly realised a lot of them, after the first couple of years holding cup, this is, this is the way to go. And and you, you'll see all these hard men that they're coming through, uh, as you say, all these New South Wales Cup teams. But going back to those players, you know, uh, like I said, uh, David Gow was one, but then I like Josh Reynolds. I used to really like watching him play for Canterbury there. He used to make a huge difference. Um, and you've got Jared Farlow there, who was the, the captain of the year there. They were the guys that used to make a big difference. You know, um, Daniel Harrison, week in, week out. If those guys were playing, and they were there regularly, you know, probably 90% of the time, and they made a big difference. That's why Canterbury won it. I mean, the year before, they were called Bankstown City Bulls. Yep. Uh, and they, and they went on to win in 2011. They had a good team. And you and you look at those players like Harrison and Reynolds and a few other players, um, and they were always there. They always had the same team. Yeah, I, I agree on the Gow point. It was it was uh, flummoxing for me to watch him in those years, you know, starting in uh, 8, 9, 10, watching him play for Bowman Road. He was the best player, not just forward, player in the New South Wales Cup. He was just – you could tell he was that class above – for some reason, would never get a starting first grade. I used to sit every week, scratch my head, watch his game. Yeah, how's this bloke not playing first grade? Like, oh, he, he didn't. He, I'm sure he played his hundredth game, maybe last year or something. Like that. I, I said he should be playing. That should be his two hundredth game, let alone that. He, he he's one we really should target trying to get on because a because it'd be interesting to talk to him because he had time later in his career back with the Cutters when he was at Dragons. He's had some time with Wenny. He would be a good gauge to to tell the story of the New South Wales Cup through the through this decade. Um, who else? Paul Flett. Could, yeah, sorry, ghost. It also tell us the standard. Like yeah. you know, you can compare it. Like he, he was there for many many years playing re- regular, regular you know New South Wales Cup footy. Yep. Um, Paul Fletcher would be. He was the coach of the 2010 team. I'd love to hear some stories about Paul Fletcher too. He's quite a character. Um, the 2011 team, so 2011, the Bulldogs, another year for the Bulls. That was the third year in a row. They beat the Vulcans 30-28. to 28. This was the start of the resurgence for me. I think we had 496,000 viewers tune into the GF uh, that year. And it, out, you know, so it probably would have had a big, this was nationally, so not including New Zealand. It outrated the VFL. It smashed the QRL GF. Um, you know, it was a, you could tell the one thing that I noticed that year was the emotion in the game. You know, almost years before when people had won, there wasn't a lot of emotion around it. The Bulldogs, when they won, they went ballistic. You know, the, they farewell guys like uh, Michael Hodgson, who'd played 204 first grade games, Chris Armit, Brad Moran, Ben Roberts, Michael Letton, all that sort of left. You know, that, that was the start of the resurgence for me. So I'll roll through their team, uh, the, the team of the the team of the year for that year. So Glenn Fisiahi from the Vulcans, Curtis Johnson from the Bears, who was playing last year too, I think. He's a great big character. Troy Savage from Wenny Magpies, Ricky Latelli from the Sharks. Another appearance for Michael Lett. 
Ben Roberts, another appearance for Josh Reynolds. James Gavay from the Vulcans. Bo Falloon, who was the player of the year that year from the North City Bears. Carla Deeb from the Jets. Ahmed Elaz from the Jets, who I'm a big fan of. David Harris from the Magpies. Darcy Lussick from the Seagulls was the lock. Peter Godinay makes another appearance this time in Jersey 14. George Burgess from the Bears. Marty Tapao from the Bulldogs. And Matty Ryan makes another appearance with 80 man being Trent Cutler. And the coach was Richie Blackmore, which was, I think, due to his, his you know, getting that Auckland Vulcans team to the grand final. Um, you know, any, anyone stand out there for you, Steve? Oh, yeah. Well, Josh Reynolds again. He's, he's, he's got someone, oh, once again, he was, I think 2011 was actually a pretty big year for Josh. Cause I think that's when he made his first grade to boo as well. And from my perspective, He's a. I'm going to say it now. He's a walk-in for this team, from my perspective. Yeah, I don't. He I'm was so. Idea. He was so good at New South Wales Cup level, and then he stepped up to first grade. So I think he's one of the success stories of the New South Wales Cup, and a guy who really kind of can owe. And I'm sure he'd have no problem saying this. And can owe his success in first grade to the kind of foundation he built in the New South Wales Cup. Um, another person in there that I think. Got a bit of a bias here because I'm a bit of a Newtown man myself, even though I have a history as a Balmain fan as well. Carla <laughs> uh, Deeb was a was a tour de force for the Jets, and I think he's still a bit of a fan favourite down uh, down Henson Parkway. So I'd be keen to see him in there, and even Peter Godinay. I know Peter never really had an extensive first grade career, mm. but. Those stints, he had a couple of good stints in first grade yep. with the Warriors as a kind of hooker and halfback, but yep. at, at New South Wales Cup level, oh. electric player. Yep. Yep. And I, I I, don't know, I'd, I'd love to see him in the mix. I think he deserves a spot. But Brad, just incidentally, we were, I showed you that team list for that 2011 yeah, Canterbury we Banks downside. Mm. There was, I think there was 19 players named in the squad that week and all of them at one point Played first grade. Yeah, no, they were very, very high. And look, you know, the Bulldogs, you know, there's different levels of clubs, and I'm sure Terry knows this as well. There's different level of club involvement and buy-in to the competition where, you know, we always used to get asked, oh, could you produce a media guide for the clubs? And we're like, well, yeah, but you go to a club like Manly who would feed five or six players back to a team like Bankstown City, or not Bankstown City, uh, where are they now? Blacktown Workers. Black. But they'd go to a club where the Bulldogs would have a full team and they'd understand the process. You know, 20s kids would progress up to New South Wales Cup and they'd say, you've been elevated. And it was hard to do when you had some clubs would be different sort of levels of buy-in. But Terry, is there any uh, any players there that stand out for you, especially in that in that 2011 team of the year? Well, Steve did mention Carly Deep. He was a, he was an institution at Newtown. He played many, many years there. Um, he was their captain of the year. The other guy there was David Harris, and this is what the New South Wales Cup was all about. You had some good players that could play very good in the New South Wales Cup, but just got the next step up to the to yep. the next level. And you look at the winger Curtis Johnson. Uh, you should, you know scored a lot of tries there, but just couldn't just couldn't crack it for that the yep. NRL spot. And there's a few players in there that um, just couldn't do it, even though they were superstars. Uh, in the New South Wales Cup, and they and they were they could play well against the likes of you know Ben Reynolds, Josh Reynolds, like you mentioned, uh, that went on to play in um, yeah. NRL. Yeah. So yeah, that this now we'll jump into two, uh, 2012, which I'm going to be on record now as saying this is peak New South Wales Cup for me. So the 20, 2012 season, so that we get through to the semis, Balmain, Newtown, North Sydney, and the Knights are all in the semis. I remember feeling like I'd actually done a good job for once, 
by, I think it was Newtown and North Sydney at Leichhardt Oval. There would have been seven or 8,000 people there. And I, I think that's being a little bit talking down a little bit. It could have been more. You know, hopefully we can get the great man Greg Nichols on to talk us through that game because there was a moment in that game where he, he, was, he was one of the New South Wales Cup uh, operations staff. He gives away the penalty that Daniel Mortimer kicks to win the game for Newtown. From about that was a controversial penalty. Mate, he, this is coming from yeah, someone yeah, yeah. from he, Newtown. He blew I, up all week in the office about it too. Don't worry. I like. I. I. I feel. I think Cherrington got extraordinarily lucky there, and this is from someone who has a lot of who has connections in Newtown. I think uh, Cherrington was very lucky. Yeah, but I think from from memory, I think the Jets and Balmain that year came from seventh and eighth, which uh, shows which shows. Yeah, it's a right. Newtown was seventh. Newtown yeah. was seventh and. We're right yeah, down. Yeah. We're, we're, right. we're eight, yeah. So the Jets pumped the Dogs 34-6 to six in the semi. They just edged the Knights by two. And then you go through to that, that day. It was, it was one of the great days because it helps being from that media role, speaking from the media role, that you have a team with that following, that affinity with, you know, they're a team of the people. Um, the Jets, you know, everyone goes for the Jets. So that day made our jobs a lot easier. But it also gave the New South Wales Cup a big boost in sort of um, public sort of, you know, public power, if, if that's if that's a term I could use. Um, you know, the the scenes from, you know, the outpouring of emotion from the blokes like Stu McCarthy's of the world and, and the Terry Rowney's, you know, they, these guys go and work every, you know, every Saturday doing, you know, 14, 15-hour days just looking after these teams' needs where... You know, sometimes you're dealing with blokes who are kicking the dirt from coming down from first grade who don't want to be there. You've got to be there and cop their grunts and all that sort of stuff. You know, those. it's good to see. You know, I remember on the day sitting there feeling like, you know, it's good for these people to get this this time. And, and you know, Terry Rowney was probably pumped, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into that club. You know, him and his outpouring of emotion was, was really good to see. Steve, were you there? Do you remember that? Yeah, I was actually there because I was uh, interning for the Canberra Raiders yep. uh, while at uni. Big shout out to my old boss Ben Pollock, still at the Canberra Raiders. <laughs> yep. uh, I was covering the uh, MYC game, but I turned up because people who know me, I turned up early for this game because I'm a, I'm a big Balmain fan. Yep. But obviously now I work for Newtown. But I really w- turned up wanting to watch Balmain win, and I, I didn't mind. My second team was Newtown. I'd been going to Henson Park since about 2005, regularly a regular attender at the uh, old uh, Pringle Ryan Shield game. So <laughs> I was re- I was pumped for this one, and I turned up early, got down there, watched the game, and obviously at the end of the day I was disappointed. But at the same time, I was really happy because. I knew the hard work that went into Newtown and I have a soft spot for Newtown. In fact, it was a bit of a turning point because I kind of was a bit disappointed where they decided to merge Balmain and uh, Western Suburbs at New South Wales Cup level. So that was a pretty momentous day for me. That kind of sealed me jumping ship to Newtown in New South Wales Cup. <laughs> and what about you, but, Terry? Uh, Terry, you would have been there. Sorry, Steve. Terry, you would have been there on the day. Could you describe some of the scenes you would have seen from the Terry but, Rownies and the Stu McCarthys of the of the Jets? It was a great – I remember it was a great game because both teams scored four tries. And in the end, it was, what, Newtown that won on the goal kicking of Daniel Mortimer twenty two eighteen. Yep. But the Newtown fans, I just remember there, there was quite a few of them. Uh, they were there. They were enjoyed the day. They were and they were cheering them on. And then all of a sudden, they disappeared. They went back. They all went back. They didn't stay for the NRL. Most of them yeah. for the grand or grand mm. final because back then um, the New South Wales Cup was played on NRL grand final day. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and a lot of good plays in there, like, you know, the Daniel Tupus, the young guys there, Isaac Lube, um, Daniel Mortimer, like I said before. Yep. They had Justin Carney play. And um, people didn't realise that when Belmain played that game, it was the last time that Belmain will play at senior level under the Belmain yeah. Tigers name. Well, it's, yeah, it's a big moment. All right, I'll, I'll read through the team of the year. Just incidentally, yeah, sorry Steve, to no, there's right, one guy who's not in that team yep. who I think was a bit hard done by, and he, he sealed that grand final for Newtown. That's got to be Nafe Silouini. Yeah, he, he was. He scored the try. Good. And Balmain were, I think Balmain were starting to kind of edge Newtown ahead in the back end of that second half, and then Nafe clicked into gear, and he scored that try that sealed the game. And I think, uh, I know a lot of people in Newtown way say he played a big part in that game so I, he'd be someone I'd be looking at even if he didn't have the longest New South Wales Cup, Cup career. career. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine I'd take your tip. I'll read, I'll read through the team of the year. So another appearance for Michael Lett this time at fullback. Interesting side note on this. This is the year Michael Lett played for both the Illawarra Cutters and Canterbury Rankstown Bulldogs and I do remember to this date he was the try scorer he was the top try scorer for both teams in the New South Wales Cup that year. So he went, he started at the Bulldogs then got an offer to play down in the like get a job down in the mines and went down to play with the cutters and he was a top try scorer for both teams and I remember at the time Jamie myself my uh, offsider at the time we rung David Middleton and said has this ever been done in any form of topish tier of competition he said no it's never been done so that's a, a little slice of history Michael Let can own so number t- on the on the wing was Josh Mandelato from the Knights. Partnered in, yeah, sorry, in the centres was Suatonga Liki Liki, one of the great rugby league names. Ricky Latelli, Daniel Tupo on a wing, Joel Romello from the Dogs and Ryan Curran from the Bears in the halves. Shane Shackleton, who was the player of the year at that time from Wenny Magpies and then he went to Windsor. Nathan Smith was the vice-captain from Wenny in, in the hooking role. Jack Stockwell, David Gow, both from the Cutters and Marvin Filippo from the Knights were in the back row and front row. And Harlan Alalatel from the Dogs was the lock. So the bench was Justin Hunt, Josh Davis, Mitch Archurch, and Paul Vaughan, with Sam Lousey being the 18th man. So there's plenty of star power there, Terry. Oh, plenty, plenty. You look at the like even on the bench, you got Paul Vaughan from Mounties. He was, he, you know, he was really starting to find his feet and look at him, you know, where he's gone now. Um, but then you had a, a lot of those players, like you said, the New South Wales Cup. That's that was a great year for you, uh, media-wise. But a lot of the players, look at look at the, just the quality of those players. And Ricky Litelli's in there, you know, Daniel Tupu, Shane Shackleton. There's a, a good side that that side could have beaten anyone. Uh, yeah, a representative front. Um, one Vaughan, I think it was that year he got picked in the residence team, and he was sort of like third drop after a few injuries and came through and got picked, but then was the best player on the field by a mile. You could do, he was still like he's now big, physical, imposing sort of bloke. Really nice guy, great bloke. Says hello to me whenever time I see him. Just drop me in the name, I walked over. But no, he's a he's a um he's another one that you could consider. Like I'm sure he played a decent amount of cup. I think even went back to man he's at a time he was at the Raiders, so play he played a fair bit, which is good, you know, it's he's one of those that Definitely have to consider. Um, yeah, I yeah, I never really thought about Michael Lett, but now that I'm seeing a oh, hearing in all these teams, and in that record, like he's really shaping up as someone who could probably get a spot in this thing. Yeah. In this team, it's also good seeing Josh Mantelato appear. Yeah. I get a feeling he'll be uh, he'll be appearing a few more times yeah. in this list. Yeah, he does. Well, I think I think that year I'm not 100 percent sure if he was the highest point scorer, but he was very close. Is it? I think I'm not 100 percent sure. Maybe that is the year that he debuted in the NRL squad. He's trying to boo, 
And then I think he only played one game, but um, it's good to see a player like him get rewarded. So 2013, there was really, really, when you look back at it, only one team that was ever going to win the comp, and that was the Cronulla Sharks. They defeated Windsor 36-8 to in the grand final. Um, I think Windsor, if I look at my notes, Windsor came from fourth to get there. But, we, like, you read this Cronulla team out. So this was a combination of Cronulla and Melbourne, what we need you to do. So players from Melbourne would fly up to play with the Sharks. Um, so Cronulla had a team, Townsend, Peachy, Michael Leisha, Junior Moores was in Dowdy, Melbourne, Cecilia Vave, young Tonomipio, who's just signed with the, the Titans at the moment, and Kirasomia Vaa. So these are all players that Tony Herman had at his disposal to play this grand final against Windsor, who still had a decent team. Like I'm pretty sure Matty Moreland played in that team. There were some good players from Windsor, but that... Uh, that team from Cronulla was very was always going to be hard to beat. Even having some of the players they didn't have on the day, I think Dane Weston was injured. Uh, another two players that escaped me at the moment weren't available for that team, and they still sort of won it. Is he would have been a good day for you, Terry, up up Cronulla? He was. Um, you know, it was it was a while since uh, you know they won anything, and I was you know I took the win. Uh, but you got to remember that Cronulla they did they they were minor premiers that year, but they lost two wins in the first week of the of the playoffs. And oh, I do a, remember that, actually. And speaking to Tony Herman, he said that's what we needed because they just you started to get to their to their head that they were invincible, that that, and then they came back, thrashed the New Down Jets, uh, 54-18 the, in the semifinals, yep. thrashed North Sydney, and they were never going to be stopped. Um, he said, and you talk to some players, I remember talking to Townsend on that day, they said, we, we knew we were going to win. Yeah. You know, like, and they won, and what did you say, the 36-8 in the grand final, yep. and it was... Yeah, that they were yeah they were the, by far the the best side in the competition and um, even though they did have Melbourne okay they had a few of the players there but you know bearing that in mind they were still the best side and there's some good plays in there like you got look Nathan Garner you know the Chet Townsend was you know um, Junior Moores Tyrone Peachy don't don't forget him um, you know they were unstoppable and a very good it was a very good year for me. Because, of course, you know, I'm a Sharks man. <laughs> Not as good as 2016, but, though. Uh, well, we'll get there. That was, yeah. Great year. So I'll, I'll read... One, one uh, premiership before I die, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go through the team of the year. So the player of the year was Mitch Williams from the Wong Roos. At fullback was Hanari Wells, a real lightning, speedy guy from the Jets. Josh Manolato, uh, Peter Mataudia from the Knights were in two and three. Stuart Mills from the Sharks, who had a, a really, really good year for them. Uh, Edo Nabuli from the Wolves, who then on went to play first grade with the Dragons for a little bit. Um, Darren Nichols from the Bears was the heart, was the heart, sorry, the five eighth. Chad Townsend was the half. Josh Starling from the Bears was the prop. Mitch Williams at the hooker. Sawir Matangi, who I was a big fan of when he played New South Wales Cup in first grade. Uh, Kenny Edwards from the Magpies and the yeah Tupu Sopawanga and Tyrone Peachy ran out the back row. Um, number 14, the current Australian hooker, Damian Cook. Number 15, current Parramatta Eel, Kane Evans. Number 16, uh, Sam Anderson, who's a very big cut man, both QRL and New South Wales Cup, who still is having success. I don't know if he's playing this year, but he played last year, I'm sure of it. Jason Clark from the Bears, an 80th man was Jared Farlow. Tony Herman was the coach. Um, Steve, can you see anything there that you like? Yeah, Mansolato again, of course. Uh, I think he's another guy I'd like to get in there. I mean, one person once again, and you and I were talking about the biases that came out of the old 3-2-1 system, but Mitch Williams, 
I know he used to get a lot of player of the year votes because he was a standout and a Wyong side that didn't have any kind of links to a uh, to a first grade club, but he was a very handy player. Yeah, and not... I think he's one guy who deserves to be considered for a hooking spot because um, he was a very wholehearted player and he did do some good things. And I think he ended up getting a bit of a run in the nines for either the Roosters yeah, or did. Newcastle. No, he played for the Roosters. Yeah, he played for the Roosters in the nines. Yep. So he'd one guy I'd be looking at as well. Um, he, then again, Damien Cook also starting to appear as well. So there's another <laughs> number nine. There's another, there's another number nine. So Quite a handy number is, nine at that. Yeah. Well, looking at this, I think this is one of the stronger teams I've seen so far, actually. There's a yeah. lot of a lot of blokes who played first grade in here. Yeah, no, it's, that's probably one of the stronger sides. And that, like I said, this was the resurgence of the competition where coaches were starting to realise, oh, I, I can't throw my... 18-year-old kid who I think is good enough to play first grade. I can't throw him out to play against straight into the NRL. I need him to, to play against men so they'd have three or four games against the big boppers. And then if he liked what he saw, then he'd put him up. I know some of the, you know, probably the greatest coach of this time, Wayne Bennett, he was a big believer in it. Um, not not so much. I think I had this conversation with one of the senior members at the time. And I was like, oh, so he's a big fan of the comp. It'd be, it'd be good to get him to talk about it, and he's like, oh, he's, he's more a fan of him them playing against men, which which is fair. So he just wanted his young players to play against bigger bodies and feel that step up in physicality, feel that step up in speed, and then they could progress through if he was happy with it. All right, we're rolling to 2014. So the Panthers flogged the Knights in the grand final that year. Um, the Panthers finished first, the Knights finished eighth. Panthers had a team... Some pretty handy players. Wanga Blake, Wes Nagama, Isaiah Yao, Regan Campbell, Gillard. Just a few players that played in that team. Anything stand out from uh, that year, Terry? Well, well, Cronulla didn't win it. That was the first one. <laughs> couldn't back but, up, um, mate. No, no, couldn't back up. But I mean, you know, Cronulla, you know, they just scraped through into the top eight. But um, talking about Penrith, I mean, before they were the feeder club with Windsor, it was the first year as Penrith. Um, they took over from um, from Windsor, finished as minor premiers, like Cronulla did in 2013. They dominated the comp- they dominated the competition, um, and a lot of good players in there. And, um, even in the they made the you know the the, the top 18. But players like Sam Anderson, just going back to Sam Anderson, he was again in the team of the year, which you'll read out. But he was another great New South Wales Cup player. Yeah. Played a lot of ref footy and. Uh, he was one of the standouts and the reason why, uh, you know, Penrith went all the way uh, and won the grand final. Steve, is there any players there that you see that jump out at you? Uh, well, it's hard to say. I mean, there is a bit of talent there, but once again, I can't just keep saying Josh Mantellato. <laughs> uh, um, who features uh, again, yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't mind the Rostock. The Rostock was pretty good value at, uh, yep. at New South Wales Cup level as well. Had a bit of a short but pretty sweet and fun uh, New South Wales Cup career. Sorry, uh, NRL career. So the Rostock's another guy I, I wouldn't mind uh, having uh, some consideration for. Uh, outside of that, there aren't a lot of guys, if I'm going to be drawn with all due respect to these blokes, yep. that really stand out. A lot of guys who had a bit of success and a lot of people in first grade and in New South Wales Cup, but no one I think really stands out as being a New South Wales Cup kind of uh, uh, 
I don't know, the upper echelon of New yeah, South Wales Cup, shall yep. we say. No, no, I, I tend to agree with you. But I'll read out the team. So Nathan Ross was at fullback. Baruta Farima, who was the player of the year from Wenny, was on one wing. Sammy Saluma and Asapili Fine were in the centres. The other winger was Josh Menelano, so I think that's his third appearance in teams of the year. The halves were Will Smith from the Penrith Panthers and Michael Dobson from the Knights. Magnus Stromquist, who's one of another great names in rugby league from the Ruse, was joined in the front row by Tim Robinson from the Sharks. Mitch Williams was the hooker. Uh, Jake Foster, Raymond Fatala Mariner and Ryan Simpkins in the back row. The bench was Tyler Randall, Shannon Wakeman, Sam Anderson, Lachlan Burr, and 18th man was Clint Gutherson, and coach was Rip Taylor of the Wyong Roos. So now we'll, there's a man who might deserve a coaching spot, though. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, that's that's another thing too. How do we how do we narrow that down? Do you do an assistant? Because there's there's blokes like I think Holbrook, Holb, Justin Holbrook's won two premierships. You know, he he won those two dogs premierships, so you know that's got to say something. Um, all right, 2015, I was at this grand final. I wasn't working for the New South Wales Rugby League anymore, but I went up to Leichhardt Oval to watch this. It was the Knights and the Wyong Roos. The Derby. The, the F, was it the F3 up that way? I don't get to go out much anymore. The F3 Derby. Um, the player of the year was Mitch Barnett. Um, I'll, roll through, I'll roll through the team quickly. Omar Schlemankle from the Roos was a fullback. The wingers were Curtis Rowe and Tyron Phillips. Carrot Holland and Sammy Saluma. So that's two appearances for Sammy Saluma. Sammy Salimba moved from Mounties to Newtown that year. Josh McCrone and Mitch Cornish were in the halves. Russell Packer from the Cutters on his return to rugby league and his return back to first grade uh, was the front rower. Luke Page, the white Kummel, was uh, the other front rower. Mitch Williams again. Mitch Barnett, Adam Elliott, Lilani Latu in the back row. Damien Cook makes his second appearance in teams of the year. This again in the 14 jersey. John Palavi, Daniel Alvaro, Sean Lane from the Bulldogs. Round out the bench, and Rip Taylor gets his, his second pick as coach of the year. So, is there anyone there we like? I, I think there's a few players for me that are starting to, to, feature more and more, which means they start to push themselves up for selection. Um, oh yeah, Mitch again. Mitch Williams again. Yeah, Mitch Williams. Um, yeah. Damien Cook um, this time with Canterbury. Yeah. Few... It's hard to say. I mean, Josh McCrone's had a pretty had a pretty handy reserve grade career in Australia, but and I know he plays he plays for Toronto now, doesn't he? Over yeah, he in does. the Super League, the Wolfpack. Yep. But yeah. um, once again, he's just not someone I see. As, he's a great player, but it's not someone I see as one of the big stars in the New South Wales Cup. No. Very handy first grader. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Very yeah. good. Very good for the Canberra Raiders, but just. No one. I mean, I think in this back end of this stuff, Mitch Barnett really started to pick up as a reserve yeah. grader, now yeah. a regular first grader at the Knights. But once again, outside of Cook and Williams, I, I, there's no one who really jumps out for me at that at this time. Yeah, no, I tend to I think, go, Terry. Going back to 2014, that was the first year that the New South Wales Cup wasn't play, it was played on its own, the grand final. Yeah. Uh, the first year was at uh, Sydney Football Stadium, and mm. then they went to Parramatta. Yeah. And I and then from about the 2015 season, I I, 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 I believe that it started going back the other way, where a lot of the, you know, a lot of the teams wouldn't put as many, wouldn't drop as many players back, or they wouldn't um, promote players. I just, it started to change the, uh, the way the NRL was. You know, you have your 30 players, and if they were, if they were injured or if they weren't good enough for the NRL, that mm. they would just rest them. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of. I sort of didn't come through a lot in my baby. The back end, they started holding 
that they named blokes in eighteen and nineteen jerseys where who you think would go back to play New South Cup, but they didn't. They never they never pushed them back. No. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, the quality would did change from from that twenty fifteen season. You can see it, and I was covering a lot, but you know, still covering a lot of the New South Cup games then, and you could see it. Yeah, so I think that year the Knights played in that Intra Super State Championship. Who they played? Was that the year that they played the Ipswich Jets? And the Jets had that different kind of footy where we drop out short and the contact yeah. footy. Yeah, yeah. Ben Walker. Yeah, Chris, uh, was it Benin, well, it, Benin, it, Chris? It, it won them the game that day, ben, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that off them. But um, but yeah, so that's when oh yeah oh from that. From that next year, the 2016 one, where we'll, we'll dive into now, the Cutters beat Mounties courtesy of a, a Drew Hutchison field goal 74 minutes into the game at, at uh, Parramatta Stadium, which is Bankwest Stadium now. Um, that year, I sort of sort of saw that that was, you know, not a resurgence in... in I don't, quality's not the right word, but in um, respect for it, if, almost. Like, it was... They went... Yeah, that's correct. It is respect because... Sorry to bite in. Yeah, that's right. the first 14, Northern Pride and Penrith played. That was mm. the first year of that state yeah. championship. Penrith, mate, they were still celebrating. Yeah. They, yeah. they were celebrating. When they played, they were dropping the ball. I remember yeah. Wesnagam, all these, they were dropping the ball. They weren't even... Yeah, and Northern Pride, ended up, you know, one by four points. And Penrith could have still won, and they mm. played that bad. And the same thing happened with the New Cap Knights. Um, a couple of players, they were just still celebrating until yeah. the day before the game. And then mm. by 2016, uh, you know, Queensland was going, oh, we've got the best team, best competition. We've won the last, mm. the first two. And they were starting to give, uh, you know, give the New South Wales people, you know, a lot of lip. Yeah. And so the Warakaras, well, they, and, and it was with Jason Demetrius, coach, he said, well, no, we're going to celebrate the following week when we played yeah. Burley Bears. Yeah. Didn't Dimitri, Dimitri that, won it with the pride, didn't he? From my, he did win. Yeah. So uh, with, the, with the cutters, he said, no, nah, we're not going to celebrate. Mm. We're going to celebrate after the, the state championships and we're going to focus on it. And that was the first year that the New South Cup winners actually played. They yeah. decided to turn up. And what yeah. happened? They flogged them. 12. Yeah, they smashed yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, there was so many Queensland tears that day. It was awesome. I don't think I was, I wasn't working, but I was, I think I was covering it for... 16, yeah, I was covering it for, for NRL. So there was so many tears on uh, socials from the QRLs. It was the best, just watching them absolutely demolish them. Um, all right, I'll roll through the team and then I'll throw to you, Steve. So fullback was Zach Santo from Mounties. Uh, one of the wings, RIP, Carter Otio, who was amazing that year. Uh, in the centres was Charles Nickel Clockstad and Levi Dodd from the Cutters. Clockstad was at the Warriors. On the other wing, Josh Adokar. Another Australian and New South Wales uh, winger. Josh Cleland from the Jets, who was a great New South Wales Cup player, uh, was the 5'8". Sam Williams from Mounties was a half. Shannon Wakeman and Aloni Vunakese were the front rowers. Matt McGurick from the Jets, who I'm a big fan of, just a hard-working, no-nonsense hooker. Um, so the back row was Tyron McCarthy, Jared Kennedy and Zane Tedavano. So on the bench, they had Justin Hunt, Kurt Cable, Jacob Host, and Lloyd Perrett. And the coach, of course, was Jason Demetrio. So anything there you see, Steve? Yeah, there are a couple of guys here I actually really like. I mean, I'm going to have to say Chantu Hoklotstad and Josh Adakar, great first graders. Once again, sorry, guys, you just didn't spend enough time in the cup, from my opinion. So yeah. I'm going to have to overlook you. But uh, Josh Cleland, very good for Newtown. 
Sam Williams is very good for Mounties and still still kicks around for Mounties these days. So he's a guy who I have a lot of respect for as a New South Wales Cup co- uh, player yeah. and someone who I'd look into getting – who wouldn't look out of place in this team. Ditto Mac McKeorick. And, yeah, those are some guys. Oh, Kurt Catewell. Yeah. Kurt Catewell is one guy who – this is my Newtown bias shining through, but he <laughs> was very, very good for Newtown. Yeah. I think he only played about two or three – Years worth of uh, New South Wales Cup for Newtown. Well, he was cr- contracted to Cronulla. He's now at Penrith, but uh, he was very, very good for uh, the Jets. And I know a lot of people in the club still rate Kurt quite highly. So Kurt really stands out for you. And even Justin Hunt, I've seen that. I know he usually got an interchange place in a lot of these teams, but yeah. Justin Hunt has just just recently started to pop up a bit more. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I think Capewell, Capewell, if you read the papers, he's next cap off the rank for Queensland. So maybe a bit harder now, Valentine Holmes is back and stuff like that. But I know he featured in Queensland emerging squads and stuff like that. So, you know, he must be must be doing something right. So we're rolling to 2017. So the Panthers defeated with the Wine Ruse. Uh, I think that might have been at Leichhardt, the one I went up and see. I'm not quite sure. Where was that? 2017, sorry, wasn't. Where was 17 at? Was it at Parramatta Stadium? No, Leichhardt. I was living in England, so I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it was yeah. a Leichhardt over. It was Leichhardt, all right. Leichhardt, yeah. Yeah, so so fullback was Luke Sharp from the Ruse. Uh, wingers were Beretta Farimo, his second appearance, Tom Hughes from the Knights. Centers was Matt Ikevalu and Ed Murphy from the Bears. Ikevalu was at the Ruse. Cleveland makes a second appearance for the Dogs. Cameron Cullen from the Blacktown Worker Seagulls, a nice nuggety workhorse halfback. I'm a big fan of. Alona Vunikese makes his second appearance in the... Uh, Team of the Year's Mitch Rain from the Panthers, Kurt Dillon from the Jets, Jamil Hopawati, who's a current Brisbane Broncos starting back row, which may change with injuries returning. Uh, sorry, you know, the likes of Alex Glenn coming back from injury. Uh, I said Jamil Hopawati. Reese Martin from the Bulldogs and Shane Whitelaw from the Bears round out the starting team. So the bench was Mason Lino from the Warriors, Tafoa Sipley from the Warriors, Scott Sorensen from Mounties, and Rod Griffin from the uh, Bulldogs. And coach was Rip Taylor. I think the player of the year that year was Cam Cullen from the from Blacktown Workers. So we're starting to see. So who was it? Bunakesi, second year. Uh, Cleland, second year. Uh, any? Do you, are these guys starting to come into consideration for you, Steve? Well, Aloni, Aloni was a really good New South Cup player. Played how many years he played? You know, with yeah. Bill May, with Wyong, he was he was one of those players that you knew would, would turn up in the New South Cup and and perform. And even Ed Murphy, like, he didn't get into too many pl- um, team of the year. He did in 2017, but he was a, a good good player for North Sydney for many years and captain as well. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Anyone anyone for you from that team? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them to Kathy. He was someone who's probably definitely worthy of consideration. I'm going to have to be play my hand here, guys. 2017, I was living overseas, so I didn't see a lot of this season, and I didn't see much of 2018 either, so I'm not going to be much help for the next two years. But, yeah, based on what I remember of Alonso Vinikethi, both at uh, Balmain and at Wyong, uh, he's someone who probably deserves a run at some point or deserves a look in. I mean, Mason Lino. Mason Lino recently has been a very – like, I always think of Mason Lino as a Warriors NYC player, but the more I think about it, he's been very good for Newcastle the last couple of years as well at New – Got a bit of a first-grade run last year, but also very good for Newcastle at New South Wales Cup level as well. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. Um, all right, let's roll quickly into 2018. So this is here, the Bulldogs defeated the Jets. Sorry, Newtown fans. Uh, player of the year was Caleb Aikens from the Panthers. Uh, 
So we'll go through the teams. So Caleb, Caleb Akins was the captain at fullback. Jordan Pereira, Patrick Herbert, and Adam Kieran were in, sorry, Herbert and Kieran were in the centres. Pereira and Sione Katoa were on the wings. Katoa for Newtown. Connor Tracy and Kyle Flanagan at six and seven. Kate Ellis and Renouf Tumunga were the front rowers. Reese Robson was a hooker, very, very good player. Luke Garner, one of my favourite West Tigers players. Satili Tupanua from Wyong. And Blake Laurie from the Dragons, who's in the back row. Darren Nichols' second appearance, I do believe. Tom and Mo, Liam Martin, Tavita Sate from the Warriors were also were on the bench. And coach was Greg Madison, who I think from, you know, from memory, is he had a good another good year. See, look, Maddo, Maddo makes us... You have an argument for Maddo for being one of the coaches, if not the coach for the year. He's, what, won two premierships? Got his team been, to, to finals? Eight. He's been there for, you know, 13 yeah. years. Yeah. It's the same with Taylor. They've been there. Uh, you yeah. know, they've done the hard cards and they've, you know, they've won premierships. And, yeah. yeah, they've got to be up there. Yeah. So, all right. So, is anyone there, Terry, that you think deserves a big push? Well, just going through it, there wasn't any – not a lot of them went, you know, went went further to into the, um, you know, as regular NRL players. You know, you yeah. still got, you know, a couple of players like, you know, this Kyle Flanagan, this kind of trace, but not, re- you know, regular yeah. ones. I mean, they've still got time because, you know, it's 2018. But yep. you got to go all the way back to 2016 when you started seeing some, you know, regular first graders. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah, no one really, no really stands out for me, to yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah, guys like Blake Laurie, who play a lot of year for the Dragon. Luke Garner should start for the Tigers most most games. Renov Tumunga should probably get a fair bit of time for the Eels. But, yeah, you're not wrong. I think Flanagan will play most of the year in the seven jersey for the Roosters. But, yeah, it's probably one of the... Not not thinning. Oh, Satili Tupanua is probably going to get a bench spot now that Boyd Corner's back for my Roosters. So, yeah, there's a bit of emerging tale. I suppose we're getting some forwards that, like we know, that forwards sort of blossom a little bit later than than halves and stuff like that. They need a bit more time to play in these levels of footy. But let's roll the last year, the 2000... Just what? Sorry, yeah, I'm okay. sorry to interrupt no, you, no, Brad. Right. There is one man who I think actually... Might need to come into consideration here. The yeah. number fourteen, Darren Nichols, a yeah. veteran of the second, a veteran of the second tier, and a big yep. performer at both Q Cup and New South Wales Cup level. I yep. think he's had two first grade appearances. Mm-hmm. He's one of the eldest debutants in first grade. I remember he yep. made that debut for the Dragons against yep. the Storm during an Origin weekend. I think considering his longevity, and he's appeared a few times in these. T- Team of the years. He's been with Balmain, North, South. He's been everywhere. He might, he might be worth someone to keep it. Is he someone worth keeping an eye on? No, he's cool. He's, he's one of those players that um, you know clubs do do purchase him or sign him up to play at New South Wales Cup level. Yeah. because they need someone with a you know old head to teach the younger players. And you know you, you talk to a lot of the coaches in the NRL, and they, they say the same thing. There's a few players there that they only sign up because for that reason, mm. and he's one of them because he's. Uh, I think he's a teacher by um, Darren Nichols. He might be a teacher or something. Well, they help him with getting him a job. Yeah. They give him some money, mm. and that's how he works. Yeah. But it's also, but also, if injuries fall, he's going to do a job for you. We'll kick the corners, lead the team around, and wait. You know, don't, may not have the ability to break a game open, step five blokes, and score a try like a Sean Johnson. Yeah. But we'll kick the corners, do what he's told, and let other senior players in the NRL team do what they need to do. 
So let's roll into the last year. So the Jets, one of the great victories, the Billy Magulius miracle. I'm sure Terry was up and about watching one of the Greek boys doing it. And how good was it to him doing it not once but twice then in the in the uh, national championship? Also good watching the Queensland tears there because they all thought they had it too. It was the best. Almost as good as what happened later too when Canberra thought they were going to win the grand final. La, 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 not, not for you. Um, so the Jets defeated Wenny 20 to 15 out there at Bankwest Stadium. Again. What's that? Six again. Yeah, yeah, no, mate. They, don't don't start me. That didn't have anything to do with the grand final. Um, player of the year was Billy Britton. Had a great year for South Sydney. I think he played a couple of NRL games while Damien Cook was on origin duty. So I'll read, I'll read through the team. William Kennedy, Bubba Kennedy's boy, had a great year for the Jets at fullback. Mawini Hiroti, who I do believe, is he at the Sharks now, Terry? Not probably probably not playing there now, but maybe in their second-tier contracts. I thought I saw him in one of their trials. He, he was on the wing for them. Um, Morgan Harper and Tristan Saylor in the centres. Greg Lelicio on the other wing. Connor Tracy from the Rabbitohs in the six. Adam Clune in the seven. Lachlan Tim, sorry. Lachlan Tim and Max Bailey. Front rowers. Billy Britton was the nine and the captain. Jackson Ford, who I think is one we should watch and will, be a f- a, will feature for the Dragons heavily this year if not next year. Uh, William Burns and Billy Magulius with the other back rowers. Reese Davies, Jamin Jolliffe, Tim Manor and Scott Sorensen ran out the bench. So it's a bench of Wenny Magpies at Newtown Jets. So coach was Rip Taylor from the Magpies who had his heart ripped out from his body as he saw the Jets score that try. But um, who... Is there anyone there that's starting oh, to... Maybe just Scott Sorensen, maybe. Um, yeah. Just go back to body. He's a Cronulla by the way, 2020. Yeah, I thought uh, so, yeah. Scott, Scott, Scott Sorensen is uh, probably, you know, he's played it for a few years, playing in Mounties and yep. a few other teams. He was at, um, I think it was at North Sydney as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few of the other guys, I think they're just starting to come through. I think if you if we had a, you know, in the next, you know, three, four the years, you decade, might get a few maybe. of those guys. Yep. Yeah, but not, yeah. I what don't do you think, think they'll make the team for the You're a Sharks man. Do you think Billy Magulius deserves to push his way into the starting team? Look, based on that, just a year, you know, he's, he had a good year, but there's just too many other players that just yeah. had a big impact in the ten years. He's only yeah. had the one year. He had a oh, good no, year. Oh no, I'm more saying NRL this year, Terry. I'm just, I'm just saying this year when the oh yeah, resumes, yeah, yeah. especially off the bench, off the yeah. bench. Uh, he played in the in round two game against yeah. Melbourne. Mm. Um, yeah, he's always around the 17th, 18th man, so he's definitely going to play a bit more than he did last year. Now that Paul yeah. Gallon's retired. Yeah, and another one I think last year who was who's starting to show that he's an actual real good footballer is Toby Ru- Rudolph, who was, he was the Jets last year, starting to play yeah. for some serious first grade minutes for the Sharks. But he's also been a Q Cup guy as well. So I'm not saying he makes this team, but if you're doing like a combined New South Wales Cup, Queensland Cup team, you know, he'd be one of the blokes. Like for me, if, if you're doing that, you know, Sam Anderson suddenly gets picked up. Dan, you know, Desi yeah. Nichols, if you were doing a combined reserve grade team, those blokes who have played both leagues would be, you know, starting to heavily fe- feature heavily. All right, that wraps wraps up going through all the teams of the decade. So let's just wrap this pot up because we've been going 50-odd minutes. But how do, we, how do we go to the next level? Do we put this out to the punters? Do we go do pods? Like, oh, I'm not sure how you guys are placed with time. Like, I don't do much now until footy's back. But do we go through and pick blocks of positions? Do we go and then announce the team at the end of the thing? Do we do we do a couple of pods where we try and get some guests on and get their opinions and, and let the fans vote? Look, I, I'm quite easy. I just I think we we may have a fan vote that we can they can give suggestions and then we pick them. Yeah. 
you know, maybe, and then you have, if we can get some people like a Dave Gower on. I know that might be a bit harder with his power at the moment, but I'm sure we can reach out and ask. You know, getting a Josh Manolato, a Mitch Williams on to talk and getting Rip Taylor. Like, I'd love to, he, he's another one that you get talking about that progression of that decade, how the game and how the comp changed and how much it got better or it got worse. If we could get a few interviews chucked into that mix with a few pods, if we could get five or six, and then maybe we pick five, the team over five or six pods, what do you think? Yep. Well, yeah, I, I think, think in that basis... Oh, you go ahead, Terry. Sorry. Yeah, I think, look, we, we can throw it out to some of the fans because they might come up with some players that we've... we've yeah, we've missed. Yeah. Just as a suggestion. By getting the likes of Greg Madison, Rip Taylor, Paul Fletcher, those likes... And, um, they can come back and say, look, I was really impressed with this player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, he didn't get a lot of awards, like, mm. you know, play of the year, but he he was always week in, week out. He was, you know, a, a, yeah. a grinder. Yeah. And they're players that you, you've got to look at. Yeah, go, Steve. I think the way things are kind of uh, structured now, I think we pick maybe one or two players at the end of every episode based on position. Yeah. So next week we could pick a one fullback and yep. one winger. So yep. homework for us would be to rock up with a fullback and a winger in mind, and yep. then we'll see what we we uh, we uh, agree on. Yep. But we can also have a people's choice. So at the yep. end, we could have a, a the pod choice yep. and the people's choice. Oh, I like the people's choice. It sounds very good. A bit of rock. <laughs> the people's choice. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. So I could set up some polls and stuff. And what I think we do is we try and maybe next week do we pick. We'll try and get someone like a Mantellato, if I can organise him to come on, to get him to talk about stuff. Because maybe we pick a back three. If we pick back three next week, we start yeah. at the back. And so, and you know what? If Josh, I was already strongly contemplating Josh. If yeah, he comes I'm not. On, I don't. Mate, I don't. You're, you're a guarantee. You're a guarantee yeah. starter. <laughs> you Josh, come on, you're, we're you're putting you're, it out to you, Josh. Yeah. You're a starter. Yeah. If there. you come on, you're a walk-up start. You, you, you'll go a long way in this this team of the decade if you get on. So yeah, that's let's just put it out there and see the reaction to see what people think. I have a few th- thoughts on putting a few s- decentish names in there just for you know, like I I speak to Cookie for work a fair bit. Maybe I'm not saying we push him in if he doesn't deserve to be, but you know, probably does in my honest opinion. But whether we, he becomes that 14 and Mitch Williams is a nine, you know, I don't know. Like that's that's something we can leave open to debate, and let's just put it out onto the social world and all that sort of stuff and see what people say. And P, let's, you know, I, I actually quite like your idea of we're going to pick a team, we're going to put five people up for a vote on a website. You guys can vote. Yeah. It's going to be open for a week. The top three people that you vote for or the top three voted will be that position or will. You know, if we do, a, we have, we might have to do it position by position. So maybe the wingers have two positions, the fullbacks is just one. Then you, we put it, and we'll work out a voting system that the fans can have their own team, and then hopefully we can get some of these players on. Maybe it's it's worth a shot. Um, you know, some of these guys should be kicking around. I know Aloni works in the council near us, so hopefully he'd be a good person to get on. Um, but yeah, thanks thanks for joining us, guys. I know you guys are passionate about the comp, and it's good to speak to people like that. But let's wrap it one up there. Um, Tez, thanks for joining us. Hopefully the mags are killing it and hopefully plenty of people are buying it. I'll put a link to Terry's website in the description of the video and on our website for, for you guys to have a look at. Um, Steve, thanks for joining us. I know you're a passionate man. Keep up the good stuff with Newtown. I've been enjoying the social coverage, some of that stuff too. I wish we could get up at the NRL, but no one wants to listen to me. Um, boys, thanks for joining us and we'll talk soon, eh? Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks.